This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning! The following podcast contains adult language, adult content, weird and unusual stories that all happen to be true. We didn't start this war on safety, but we're going to fight that safety war and we're going to win it. This episode is on water. We're talking about disaster preparedness and water is really an essential subject on this. We're specifically talking about drinking water and non-potable water for other uses. So today's session is water on safety wars. Before the pandemic than the last year, no other subject has been more covered, I think, than drinking water. You see all different types of products out there to purify water and everything else. And from a disaster point of view, I started out with water treatment systems when I was preparing for disasters. And I got tired of buying huge amounts of bottled water and where I was living at the time after 9-11, water was a major issue for the town I was in because they were doing major water infrastructure work in the town and boiling water became a way of life and groundwater and water that really wasn't clear became a common occurrence. So how frequently do we have issues in North America with drinking water? I would say dozens of times if you're, a month if you're on a public water system when you consider all of the public water systems in the United States. In central New Jersey, for example, recently there was a water main issue where the whole town ended up having to boil water for three or four days. On the other hand, we had an issue with a power outage about 15 years ago in Sussex County, New Jersey, where people were without water for two or three days because the water supply system, the water supply owner, lost power and couldn't run pumps. I recently listened to a radio show that talked about water resources throughout the world. And believe it or not, this is going to be one of the major, it's predicted, one of the major issues in the next hundred years is water supply. Safe water, access to water, water treatment, droughts. We're seeing that in this country out in California with droughts. So water's up there on the list of things that we need to be concerned about, at least from my point of view. From a disaster point of view, water is absolutely necessary for life, and a healthy person can only go a few days without water. You can go without food for a lot longer. I separate water preparation into two distinct groups. Potable, meaning safe and drinkable, and non-potable, meaning not safe or drinkable. We're going to address a non-potable supply. Why would you need a non-potable supply? Those are for basic sanitation needs, primarily flushing toilets. That's assuming you're in a situation where you can flush a toilet. With non-potable water, you really don't want to come to physical contact with it or ingest it. If you're immunocompromised and paying attention to water purity is a real issue for you because you may be more prone to waterborne illnesses and other things that go along with dirty water. So when you're dealing with non-potable water, you got to realize what's the source of the contamination. Is it microorganisms? Is it just stagnant? It's been sitting around a long time? Does it have chemicals, even radioactive substances? Or is it something else? Is it brackish? Is it salt water? All this stuff has to go into it. The other thing is this, if you have a septic system, you might want to avoid flushing chemicals into it because you may contaminate your water table, number one, and you may be using that as a source of drinking water. 
And the other reason is that you may be contaminating your septic system and killing all the microorganisms in there that do their job. How much non-potable water are you going to need? It all depends. Do you have a pre-1982 toilet in this country? If the answer is yes, you're going to need five to seven gallons of water to flush that toilet. If you have a newer toilet, you're going to need about one and a half gallons of water per flush. What does this translate to? Anywhere from seven and a half to 35 gallons of water per person per day if you have normal bodily functions. How do you manage this? Well, you're probably gonna to want to conserve water, so maybe flushing toilets only one necessary. Like everything else we talk about, this is the one thing that needs to be planned for well ahead of time. So consider what to prepare for. If you listen to episode 53 on what is a disaster, scenarios one and two, meaning a two or three day long disruption in there, only requires a limited amount of water. But if you're going to be dealing with a longer term issue, you have to worry about how you're going to get rid of human waste and how you're going to supply water. Now let's talk about potable water. That means drinkable water. Each person needs roughly between one to two gallons of water per day. That's for drinking purposes. If you're going to add sanitation purposes, like washing your hands, washing dishes, things of that nature, you're gonna need a lot more than that. If you are a family of four, let's say, you're going to have a need of about eight gallons per day. And in a three day period, you're going to need roughly 32 gallons of water. And maybe more than that, depending on what your situation is. How do we visualize? 32 gallons, it comes out to anywhere from five to seven cases of bottled water, depending on the size of the bottles and things, the number of bottles in a case, that sort of thing. A lot of people may not have enough room in their house or apartment to keep six to seven cases of water sitting in there at all times. And remember, bottled water does go bad. How about a longer term supply? Now you get into issues of where to secure it, where do you store it? What if you live in an apartment in a city? You're not going to be able to store hundreds of gallons you may not have room for any water if you're in a lot of situations 30 days and beyond you're gonna have to find an actual water source and treat the water in all likelihood here's other stuff to consider do I get a bulk container or small containers me personally I always recommend smaller containers the reason being is if there's a contamination issue something gets contaminated you only contaminate a little bit and it's also portable how about taste? This is item number two. Even if you purify water, it may have a taste that you don't like. What are you gonna do about it? Are you going to add some type of a drink mix to it? That, that might be a thing you need to consider. Number three, how about purifying it? I won't recommend a water treatment system, but remember, very few of any reputable companies will give you a guarantee on what their filters do. They may say, well, they filter out this, this, and this. They're never gonna say, then the water is safe to drink because they cannot guarantee an output if they cannot guarantee an input into the system. So what are you looking for is some type of a government rating on that. Four, how about a well? Hey, I have a well. Well, well water does need to be tested periodically, but how are you exactly going to work your well pump if you don't have power to it? Make sure your well water is safe. Number five, what about a natural spring? Same deal as well water. How do you know it's safe to drink? There usually is some type of a certification or report on springs if you're going to use it for drinking water. There's other stuff you need to consider. Let's say you're on an emergency response team, even if it's a private one. 
You know, what I always recommend when I'm doing the training is be responsible for your own water because the companies will often not have the supply together the first four hours of an emergency. So always have your own water supply with you, at least for the first day, if you're a private emergency responder. Usually a public emergency response uh, organization will have all this stuff set up, but maybe you need to ask about this. Let's say you have a bulk water storage potential. You need to figure out how quickly you can fill up that bulk storage uh, container. We're talking like 500 gallon container or up or something like that. Some people do have them, especially in the Western United States. Let's say you need to fill those up from tap water, from your garden hose. A lot of those things only have a flow of one gallon a minute, so a 500 gallon container would take up to 500 minutes to fill. Do you have 500 minutes to fill a container? I don't know. What do you need to do? It's the three A's again. You have to assess what you're able to handle, assess what you're likely to have, and then go and act on what you're going to do. Assess, analyze, and act. That's what you need to do. I'll leave you with this story uh, from Superstorm Sandy, something that I had to deal with. When we knew that the disaster was coming, that we were going to have a problem, we did a couple of things in my family. Our plan, but I really didn't communicate with my wife, which now I do with all of our plans, was to take care of the creature comforts. We already had a water supply ready to go. But I said to her, this is what we're going to do. We're a team here. Make sure all the dishes are washed, right? This isn't her doing it, it's us working as a team. Make sure all the laundry is done. We took showers. We made sure my infant son had enough clean water and gave him a bath. He was under a year old at that time. We then went and found every container we could in the kitchen. They put them out on the dining room table and what was appropriate to store water in, we stored water in. So we had the entire dining room table filled with water, which we knew was safe. Needed to be boiled after a few days because of stagnant water. It's not safe to drink. It's not potable. We also went and had bottled water available. Fortunately, we did not lose our water supply, but it was pretty much non-potable because the water treatment plant was underwater, even though it still did run. It was safe for us adults to take showers with that water. We got the okay from the town. They did some water sampling. But if you needed to drink it, it had to be boiled. Short of any type of certification from the town, I would not have used it for anything other than flushing toilets, which, believe it or not, was a big deal for us. So what's the main point of this? You have to plan ahead. Water is one of the things that you need to plan for. What kind of drinking water you're going to have? Where is it going to come from? Where are you going to store it? And this also applies for your office building. Let's say your office gets holed up for a couple of days in a disaster. That's not unforeseeable, where people get stuck in an office and can't get home, or people bring their families to the office because they have to live in the office for a few days while they're dealing with the emergency at home. That's also something that happens out there. So water is the elixir of life. You gotta plan ahead. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. 
No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.